Hello, 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 it's Shannon. And this season we are diving into all things email marketing and why we think it is the best way to grow your business for good in terms of sustainability, consistent revenue, and also being able to live your life off of social media. If you've been wondering how to make your email marketing even more effective or even how to get started, you're gonna wanna tune into each episode of this season. In this episode, Amy and I are sharing the what and the why of email marketing. So let's get started. All right, we're here diving into the what and the why of email marketing today. But first, we need a definition of what is email marketing. So Shannon, go ahead, dive into it. What is your definition of what is email marketing? Oh my gosh, I love email marketing. I think that's the fun thing that draws us together is we both love it and we both love it in very different ways. Like I love the tech aspect and bringing it all together. And, you know, I was working with a tech development company for a while and Shannon loves like the written, the telling the story, the messaging. So it is kind of interesting how we love email but sometimes in very different ways. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you're new to email marketing, here's what here's the most basic definition. Okay, and we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about like some great things today on this episode, but email marketing is someone gave you their email and permission for you to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. That is my definition of email marketing. Um Amy, what's your definition of email marketing? Very similar. Someone who provides their email to you because they are interested in what you're saying and they've given you permission to email them in a large capacity. So you're not just talking one-to-one. You're not going into your inbox, putting their email address and sending them a personal message. You're including them in a larger group where you're sending, I'm going to say mass messaging too, but there's a way to still be very personal when sending mass messaging. Yes. And we're going to talk about that. And I know that this is what has made really, I think my nervous system calm y'all nervous system. (laughs) All right. It's real. Um, is knowing that I have always prioritized my email marketing. I know that the people who have um, opted in to hear from me, I have their trust, I have their permission, and I can rest assured that my email's doing its job. Now, did I know what I was doing all the time? Hell no. I don't. I don't think that's reasonable, and I don't think that's honest, but... Over the last 13 years, I've really poured my heart and soul into my email um, community. And so the very first thing I want to talk to you about today and what Amy and I want to share is the community aspect of email is huge. And we often hear things like, oh, I've got to get more leads on my list or, oh, I've got to like build this massive list. Well, can we just like step back for a moment and say, I'm a human, you're a human, And the people who are reading our stuff are humans and we don't need a leads list. We don't need a a huge list. What we want is a list um, of emails and, and talking to our emails that feel like we're in community. And this is really about you uh, telling great stories, sharing your offers, sharing your brilliance and, and serving people up what I will say as great content. So Mm -hmm. Amy, I know we've talked about this recently of just like making the shift in the industry and leading the way of talking about 
a community of people and not a list. And wow, is it resonating? Like people are like, whoa, that feels so much better. What what kind of feedback have you been hearing on that? Well, so I think a lot of people, one, think that their list has to be huge for them to be valued as a business and as a business owner. And I think that's a bunch of crap. So a lot of times we'll see people are requiring like lists of 5,000 people in order to speak at their summit or be on their podcast. And I really hate, cause that's the wrong metric to really be looking at. And I hate that it's, it's come down to like this numbers game. We're going back to old school crap marketing of spray and pray mentality. And so what I love about how we do email and how we nurture our people on our email list is we actually get a chance to really, really know them. Yes, they are getting our mass emails. They're getting the communications that Shannon is pulling together. But we know these people as well because they respond back to us. They engage in conversation. We're asking them questions one-to-one to really get to know them. So to some people, it's just this arbitrary number that you have to hit in order to be a real business owner. But to us, it really is. There is a human on the other end of that email address. And when you treat them like a human, that's a huge shift in your business and how to look at that list. Absolutely. And we just held our annual event called Inspired Beyond Belief. And one of the people, um, you know, one of our guests at that event shared that, well, I only have 12 People like we keep mm-hmm. hearing this, right, Amy? This is I only have. Yeah, I only, I only have. have twelve. I only have a hundred. And Amy kind of really did some powerful laser coaching and busting that myth that you know we all got to start from somewhere. How mm-hmm. I've pivoted in this business at least four times and had to start over finding new people who wanted to hear what I had to say. But the mm-hmm. problem with this dialogue of I only have this much is we went back to that client who was with us and we said, if only six of 12 people bought your program, how would your life change? And you could just see the smile on her face. Do you remember, Amy? Right. And it's, and she was like, wow, six would be the the goal that I need for the entire year. Yep. And so again, when we look at like how big our list is, well, who is really on that list and how well do you know them and how have you built those relationships? It's, it's that real, it's that human aspect. And so instead of saying, I only have 12 or I only have a hundred or I only have 3000 on my list and being really down about it, that is 12 people who said, gosh, I really believe in what you're saying. And I really like what you say. That's a hundred people validating, and I I don't love putting it this way, but I'm going to, validating that you're an expert in what you do and they believe in you. And that could be 3,000 people who are your biggest cheerleaders that are going to connect you to your next client or be your next client. So it only takes a few people to sign up for your programs and your offers from your list to really change the game in your business. So they are you love every single one of those 12, 100, 3,000 people on your list every day. Absolutely. And um, if you're new to our community, you will often hear us say, um, different is better. 
we don't preach more people, more emails, more like, let's get your message and your marketing so different that you can't be ignored. <laughs> That's really yeah. my ultimate goal. All right. And we do it in such a loving and kind way. All right. But there's a couple of pitfalls that people make when it's time to really um, communicate with their list. And so we want to just talk about those. They're real. All right, we're not saying that you shouldn't have them, but these are the ones that we hear most often. So the first one is what I call the shame spiral. All right, mm -hmm. so people aren't consistent. <laughs> yeah. They'll say, oh my God, I didn't email my list for one month. And then it was two months. And oh my God, what am I gonna say? Now it's three months. Now it's been a year. Oh my God, they're only gonna think I'm selling to them. I call this like the email marketing shame spiral. All right, yeah. and, and the way to kind of get around this is, if you've had this lapse in your email, then you 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 say what is. All right. Yeah. And and I I say this all the time on this podcast. What is would sound like, hey, you haven't heard from me in about six months. Here's what's been going on in my world. And you make it human, you make it relatable, right? We don't have to go into this huge shame spiral of why you haven't heard from me and then you're beating yourself up and then you're worried that they're going to unsubscribe. Let's just keep it real with people, right? Keep it real, keep it relevant, mm -hmm. keep it story driven. And the way that I get around this in my own business, all right, is that all of my content starts with email, Right? right. Every Monday we send an email out to our community. I love sitting down and writing that email. I love thinking about how that email is going to um, land on people's hearts and in their minds and in their souls. And then I repurpose out for other purposes. Right. So we right. often hear from people, well, I don't even have time to do this. Well, what if we actually created the email first and then everything else came from the email? It's not another thing you have to do. It's just reprioritizing that you want to build a sustainable business with email marketing. So Amy, that's one of the big pitfalls that we hear. What's another one that you can think of? A lot of people really aren't using email as a two-way communication tool. So it ends up just being this silo. And I think I mentioned this earlier where it's a spray and pray. They just send this email out and don't think of it as being a way to engage in a two-way conversation. And so I, I would challenge you to look at your emails and look at it as a way to be a conversation starter not just a spray everything you do, everything you're selling, everything that's going on. Is it a way for someone to reply back and, and share something that's going on in their life or give you some feedback? So if we look at it as a conversation starter and not just a communicating out tool, and I always imagine like the I don't know, the little comic with someone holding one of those microphones and they're barking into it. And you just see oh, the yeah. little sound coming out from it. That's how some people think about their email marketing. It's just this microphone that they're barking into and it's just going out. And it's so doesn't really make it so people can come back and engage. Yeah. And on to this idea of long-term loyalty, I think this is probably one of the reasons I love email marketing the best is I'm in it for the long game. I'm in this business for the long game. I'm in developing relationships with all of our listeners and all of our email community for the long game. And if you have this long-term mentality 
for your business, email marketing is going to serve you very well. All right. And so we're going to talk now about why we love email marketing so much. Okay. And I, I'm just going to kind of jump in here. Um, I call email marketing permission-based marketing or trust-based marketing. All right. And the reason that I really have labeled it like this is because um, you all are giving us your trust to come into your inbox. You're giving us your permission to come into your inbox. Um, you are saying, I value, at least initially until you get to know us, right? I value you enough that I want to hear from you regularly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I think there's lots of ways we can talk about building the trust um, for our uh, email readers and for our, our email marketing list. And we're going to get into that as, as the season progresses. But the main thing that I want you to know is that if you can embrace story and you can really be relatable off the bat, you are going to win people over. And we all know that people buy with emotions and they buy from those they know, like, and trust. Revolutionize your messaging and marketing with story. Hop on over to joyfulbusinessrevolution.com backslash 65 story ideas to grab a resource that will help you craft stories that grow your community, convert prospects to clients, and increase your visibility and impact. And so I'm going to give you all a great example. We, I sent an email out this week um, and the email story was about my, my wife being laid off uh, December 13th from her 12 year career. And what a shock it was. But I really talked about, you know, and I put a picture of us, and I told the story, but I really talked about how much her um, confidence was shot and how she needed uh, really me to spend some time with her, right? Like she was in a place of hurting and in a place of despair. And I was so grateful that my business allows me to step away when I need to step away and do the things that need to get done in other parts of my life. And I can tell you that email was very heartfelt. It was very personal. People responded. I also asked for a response. All right. That's a hot take y'all ask for a response if you want one. All right. But more than that, I was able to let go of like social media stuff that I would normally think I'd have to be doing because I put my trust in my email marketing. My revenue yeah. comes from my uh, 80 to 90% of our revenue comes from our email list, right? And it just allows me to have that level of trust and nervous system safety that my emails are working. Now, did, have they always worked? No, <laughs> right? I've had to learn, like all of you are learning in your marketing, your messaging, um, how to do things better or how to make things more engaging. But it was so nice, uh, Amy, to be able to step away for a couple weeks and really just be with Maria and, and do what we needed to do as like a family unit um, during her time of distress. Right. And I think by taking even that few minutes to write that email, it may have not been what you intended to go out on Monday anyways, but 
taking that time to write that email and to really speak from the heart and connect deeply. Yeah, there's a lot of underlying messages of what our beliefs are here at the Joyful Business Revolution in that email. And I think because we do send emails out that talk about our business and how we operate and what we stand for and what we really, really believe in, that again, brings back that relatable factor. It's not all rainbows and unicorns over here. And I don't think it is in anybody else's business either. So it does. If you're a rainbow or a unicorn, we want to hear from you. (laughs) We want you to find us and we want to hear from you. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that we, we talked about a little bit ago that I just want to bring back. So you know, Shannon and I have been doing email marketing for a while. We've stayed really consistent with it because it has. It's been at the front end of our marketing strategy. But a lot of times it falls off people's radar. And like Shannon said, they play that shame game. And I remember we were working with a client who was an interior designer and she had never actually even had an e- like a mass email list. She was BCCing people in her Gmail. And again, you got to start somewhere, but please don't BCC people in your (laughs) Gmail or Outlook or whatever it is that really just sets you up for getting blocked and spammed. But so when we helped her put everything into a system like MailChimp or Constant Contact or something and got through the tech, figured out what she was going to say, it was interesting because everybody who was on her email list, she had already worked with. So they were past clients, they were current clients, or they were somewhat like collaborators of her. None of them were new people or new business, but she still brought it together, got the messaging together and started to communicate to them and opened it for conversation. And from that, she ended up getting new business. And I think a lot of people think they have to get these new people to their list all the time in order to get new business. Sometimes there's new business within the people who you've already done business with or collaborated with. And going back to Shannon's story about telling that family story, I think the beautiful thing is there's a lot of people who've been on this list for 12 years now. And they reach out and they feel so deeply connected, even though they'll never hire us. They don't they don't need marketing. They're not our ideal clients, but boy, do they tell a lot of people about us. Absolutely. And it's really interesting that you said that, Amy, because we had people respond and they would said, oh my gosh, you know, I met Maria back in when, or I, I, you know, I I'm familiar with, I'm really sorry this happened to Maria. And I actually had people say, um, can you let us know, let me know what kind of work she's looking for. And I'm going to put my feelers out. And Y'all, that means the world to people, right? That is the kind of community I want you to have for your email list, okay? And so just just quickly, I want to talk about something called the trust triad, all right? Mm -hmm. The trust triad is really what we teach in terms of great email uh, marketing or community building through email. And it's really what every single email that you send out should be doing. All right. So the trust triad, there's three things. One, your content in your email should be building um, trust in you. All right. Trust in you. Do they trust you? Do they trust 
um, who you say you are. Are you showing up online the same way you're showing up offline, right? Like the, the email is to, to build trust in you. That's the number one part of the trust triad. All right. The second thing is, are you building trust in your process? All right. We hear a lot about mm. um, and we help so many of our clients uh, be able to explain their process in a, a simple way that makes sense that people can grasp, right? And so we have a very different process for um, content creation in this brand. We have a very different process for organic marketing strategy in this brand. And so your emails should be building trust in you as an expert and trust in your process, all right? There used to be a time that people would say, the how doesn't matter. And that has changed so drastically over the last uh, few years. Um, because a lot of people have bought programs, they've bought coaching, they've bought courses where the how wasn't revealed and they got in on the inside only to learn it was absolute shit and dumpster fire in there, <laughs> right? So be sure to communicate uh, with your email community how through your content, it's building trust in you, it's building trust in your process. And the third one is you are building trust in each reader, right? Until they know that you trust them and they can trust them with the content and the material and whatever it is that you're sending out, um, they won't buy from you, right? So how are you positioning your email to not shame people, number one? How are you positioning your email to tell stories and open up for dialogue? right? How are you positioning your email content um, that uh, shares your heart and your soul and your values and what's important to you so that they can feel confident in themselves to invest with you? And this is only the tip of the iceberg because this is only episode one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy, I really want to talk about some of the um, pitfalls of People who have been coming to us uh, who have lost their social media profiles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, Shannon was one of them. Shannon got booted off of Facebook a few years ago, bashing Facebook ads and talking about how they don't work. And it was interesting because people either emailed and said, hey, Shannon, where are you? Um, she did have a LinkedIn account. Some people did messenger her over there. And, um, and you know... When I hear other people who end up being off of getting kicked off of social media or wanting to be off of social media, let's just say even they want to, they're just like, wow, I'm losing all of my people and all of my community. And again, on a social media platform, you don't own that data. But when you have collected their email address, and again, they've given you permission to email them, they've said, yes, I trust your expertise. Yes, I like you. And yes, I want to hear more from you. And you're building that email list and building those relationships there. It doesn't matter if Facebook goes away. It doesn't matter if Instagram goes down the drain. It doesn't matter if LinkedIn blows up to the universe, right? Like it doesn't matter where all that goes because yeah. you have an email list that you communicate to. So you don't lose all of your leads. You don't lose all of your potential clients. You don't lose a way to communicate with people. And so, yeah, a couple of days later, Shannon came back on Facebook and was able to 
tell the stories of people reaching out to her and emailing her and everything along those lines. And it was a couple of days, but we, we, nothing happened. Nothing stopped in our business because we had an email list and we knew how to reach out to people utilizing that. And it was, it wasn't the end of the world that her social media went down. So it's the end of the world, y'all, and the end of your business if you're only using social and not right. actively growing your email list and your email community. And I'm not an alarmist, but I am going to say this is the number one reason why I believe in email marketing. I yeah. own the data. I own the contacts. If Facebook, LinkedIn, or anything else disappears, like Amy said, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Will I be sad? Yeah, because I kind of like Facebook. (laughs) All right. But it's not going to destroy my business. All right. So that's one of the pitfalls is losing the social media. And the second pitfall that we want to talk about before we close out today is um, the number of people coming to us still. And I'm saying this has happened for two or three years now. Okay. Um, And unfortunately, it's not getting uh, any less prevalent that we're hearing this, but they're being instructed to write five to seven posts a day on social for each platform. A day, five to seven a day. Yeah. So, you know, I know the people in this community, coaches, consultants, experts, service-based business owners, you didn't go in biz- to business to be a social media star, a social media influencer, uh, a popularity contest. And If you have fallen in this trap, even two to three times a day, right? Um, And you are not getting business from your social media. There's a better way, I promise. And there is a more sustainable way. And we call it email community and marketing. (laughs) And we want to be able to help you um, do email really well so that you can live your life outside of social and run your business on your own terms and on your own timelines. And I think that is really the most important thing I want people to take away from today's episode. I love it. Well, I think that's a beautiful way to end our conversation today. And if you're wanting to hear more about email marketing, be sure to tune into our next episode where we're sharing how to fill your live events with just a few emails. And so if you've ever heard the term butts in seats, oh, you get ready because that just really lights my butt on fire. We're going to undo the thinking of this and we're going to share how to fill your events with real humans who actually want to be in your energy. So join us for our next episode. Adios.